0: Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 23.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with your podcast devoted directly to you, the Mac Switcher. For those of you who have just purchased your very first Macintosh computer, or perhaps those of you out there who are on the verge of buying your very first Mac, this show is the perfect show for you because you know what? Vista does stink. We all know it. (laughs) and in, they're pretty much microsoft announcing the end of windows xp coming up here shortly with the june deadline i do believe it is now the perfect time for you to just go ahead and make that switch i really do believe it
0: what yeah do you think, it, Chris, absolutely man and and actually to top it all off a little little story i was saving it for the show but i went to best buy yesterday uh to get a, a tv and um I walk in the door. This is the one in Tri-County in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I walk into the door, and there's this giant, like, cardboard stand- cardboard standee that says the Apple department is now open. It was something like that. So I walk over. I make a beeline over to the, uh, to the uh, computer area. And sure enough, they've got this, like, little mini Apple store inside the Best Buy.
1: Now, is there any sense whatsoever – of this thing being anywhere near the apple experience i mean do, is there anything that is signature apple
0: it is they've got the uh like an apple style wood table good um and then it's i can't really describe it. it's like if you go into the computer section it's like in its own little world and they got all the computers sitting up there with like demos that explain the mac and everything it's really really nice it's you know totally apple produced and then um Behind it, it looks like a mini, a mini Genius Bar background, but it's not. It just has an Apple logo on either side. It's got like a, a 30 or 42-inch display that's playing, you know, just a demo video, like okay. a looping demo video. But uh, believe it or not, man, the, the computer department wasn't very busy, but this Apple table had people all around it just checking out like the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. And then it also had a... Uh, off to like to the left hand side, it had a little section of software and accessories and stuff for the Mac, so it was really, really cool to just to walk into this Best Buy, see this Apple experience and it looked really good There, like the computers w- were all working and nothing you know nothing was broken or anything it didn't look junky, it was clean, and then to have people all around it looking was just was just great. The one downside i did i, I did see was that the geek squad is also back there, and okay. i for those who don't know I'm not a huge fan of the geek squad. And uh, they were pushing. There was a lady buying two MacBook Pros, and they were pushing their extended service plan onto her. Uh, and it ended up being like four hundred and something dollars a piece for each one. And I guess because it, it covered inc- accidental damage and stuff like that. But that—that's where it, the the Best Buy you know experience differs from the Apple stores that yeah, the Apple store is going to try to push their their stuff on you, but it's Apple. Whereas this is the Geek Squad. I don't know. It's the Geek Squad's just got this whole layer of film on it that i just don't even want to get affiliated with right I, I i totally
1: get where you're coming from the only thing i can say is is that anything that offers accidental damage is something that is worthwhile in oh, well, especially book. for a
0: laptop yeah i mean if, if apple offered an accidental damage uh clause for like an additional 150 dollars or so on top of the 349 dollars for the apple care yeah man they would sell just a ton of those you yeah. know cracked screens dropped computers things like that but but what they're offering is not over and
1: above Apple Care, they're they're pushing their extended service plan instead of Apple Care.
0: I, I couldn't really just stand there and listen, in, but that's what it sounded like. Yeah, I would have stood in and listened. I would have had my Adderall up there, man. It's like hey, let's get this on <laughs> tape. On uh, tape, listen to me. I, it was funny though. I did kind of walk over to that little section and I saw these people looking at like the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, and it was like a family, and you could tell that their kid was going into college. And all of a sudden, the uh, the Apple promoter in me just like awoke and i'm like you know i've got both of those computers and they kind of stopped and looked at me i'm like i'm like look i real quick i used to work at apple so i'm not just blowing smoke up your up your tail and they started laughing and they're they're asking me about it i'm telling them about it and stuff so it was pretty cool um that uh you know they were there and well p- people are excited about it man benjamin
1: in the chat room wants to know is the price the same as the apple store
0: all the hardware is the same price yeah because apple controls all that good deal but um, good question, by stuff. the way,
1: Benjamin. Thank you for
0: that. Yes, yeah, so if you do have, if you don't have an Apple Store in your area, but you do have a Best Buy. Um, call them up and see if they've got the uh, the Apple department in there now, and well, you that, know you get a really nice hands on view of all the Macs and stuff.
1: Well, um, now I want to call the Florence store up and ask them if they have one, and <laughs> and if they do, I'm going to head over there with my recorder. I'd love to go and just ask them some candid questions about the Mac. Did you you heard about my Mac purchase, didn't you? The fact that I no. recorded the whole thing.
0: No, now see Best Buy. Best Buy may have an issue with that. Apple really—I don't think Apple would really care too much as long as you're not video recording.
1: Yeah. Well, I—I I mean, I, I asked the guy at the Apple store. Um, you, you didn't know about that? I recorded the whole purchase. No. Yeah, it's in—it's in an old episode of uh, Net Junk. And in fact, I—I I showed up for a personal shopper appointment. And something mm-hmm. happened, and they double booked me, or something, or the person that they booked me with had had the night off, or was leaving, and so I showed up, and they actually gave me a G- Mac Genius instead of a personal shopper. To oh, that's cool. yeah, it was really cool, except for the fact that the guy is was a, like more of a behind the scenes hardware fix it kind of guy, and not very up to date on software stuff. And so I, of course, you know, I had been on the fence for months before. <laughs> I was going in there, so I already knew all the questions and answers to the questions that I had, but I it didn't hold me back from posing those questions to him. And so, I pretty much made this guy work for his his, his paycheck that <laughs> night because I, I put him through the hoops and everything, and he he did an okay job. Although I think I caught him with a couple things that that just kind of proved my point in a few areas about how I used to feel about Max, such yeah. as. You know, just a little snotty. Well, this is Mac. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, obviously I do because I'm asking this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so there was just a little bit of that. But it was it was cool. I mean, he did pretty good. But it was neat to bring my recorder in to, so people could hear the what it's like to purchase a Mac in an Apple store, which it was a good experience. I mean, to have somebody there personally devoted to you and just you during your entire purchase process was kind of nice. I will say that we haven't covered that here in a long time, and I mean we covered that initially. But let's talk about that for a minute. You want to explain what the personal shopper uh, is, just for those who are who are recently turned in, tuned into our show here for the last over the last uh, ten fifteen episodes.
0: Sure. Uh, for those who are thinking about getting a Mac and you have and you're lucky enough to have an Apple Store uh, located relatively close to you, you can go on Apple.com. Go to the retail section, which is apple.com slash retail. Find the store that's near you. And then what you do is you can create a uh, an appointment to have someone waiting for you when you go to the store to spend one hour with you as, answering any questions you have about the Macintosh. So if you're thinking about buying it and you want to find out a little bit more before you pull the trigger, this is a great way to do it. There's no obligation to buy anything. It's You just go there and... Uh, Ask them all the questions you want. You have a dedicated Apple employee for an hour.
1: It is very cool. And, if and it you, doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost a penny. And the nice thing is is if you've ever been in an Apple store, you know these places are hopping all the time. They are very busy. And Especially on a weekend. And if and if you, it's ridiculous. If you don't have an appointment, it, it, I will tell you this. Even when it's busy, get, going in and, and finding what you want and purchasing it is not that much of a hassle. However, I will tell you that if you don't have an appointment, you might be waiting in line just to talk to one of the many representatives scattered throughout the store for as much as you know five or ten minutes, yeah. which, you know, when you're just looking to ask one simple question regarding, you know, whether or not this is the product for you, that, that can seem like a lifetime when you're, when you're itching to, to move forward in your decision. So, oh, sure. so I will tell you, it is very nice, and there is, there's nobody that can uh, top apple in their their assistance in purchasing a computer the only place that's ever come close to that for me is micro center have you ever been to a micro center before
0: oh absolutely man i used to go to micro center all the time i still go to micro center all the time what am i talking about um excuse me i have a cold for those who don't know um yeah they've got an apple section too so that used to be for the longest time at least in cincinnati the only place in town to go and put your hands on a macintosh really and yeah, and every time I've been there, it's it's always kind of like it's like the Walmart of computer stores because it's really, 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 really big. If if you've never seen a Micro Center um, and there's one in your town, go go to it because there, there's two things you're gonna find. One, it's huge. Two, there's always like a bunch of crazy people over by the build your own computer sections. They're just kind of <laughs> like you know they're. I can't describe them, man. It's just they're—you know them. when you see them. You're like, yeah, you're building your own computer, aren't you?
2: <laughs> you're
0: doing it because you're too cheap to, to buy one. Yeah, <laughs> or something you know. But but or it's they cool don't want all the bloatware, and they they, exactly, have, they don't
1: want exactly. they don't want a chintz on any of the hardware. I mean, they, there's lots of good reasons to build your own system.
0: And oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not I'm not, not going to build your own system. Uh, one thing that is nice there is if if you do want to run Windows on your Mac. Uh huh. Going to Micro Center or Newegg and doing a search for OEM versions of Windows uh, is a really, really good way to get Windows on the cheap.
1: Yeah. You should be able to pick up a copy of Windows uh, for about $99. Yeah. However, let's let's talk about this for a minute. Have you heard the rumors that they are – I don't even know if it's a rumor. Maybe it's actually a, a, a burn set in stone deadline uh, that in June they're going to stop. Sales of uh, Windows XP. Have you heard that?
0: I've heard that. Yeah.
1: I will tell you what. I am very saddened by that news. I mean, really saddened by that news.
0: Oh, because, well, I I think that Windows XP is a very very good operating system. It's we uh, service pack three is coming out um, any day now. I think they got like, some candidate releases, and this is becoming a help. I got Windows, but um, no, it's not. No, I, I Windows th- XP is is stable it runs real well i mean you know you, you gotta especially if you're going from a mac to a windows which you don't know why you do that but um you know you have to get, get you know you have to choose where you surf on the net and how you, how you you have to change your behavior a little bit but uh you know for an experienced person uh windows xp man it's just it it's hit the point where it doesn't crash a whole lot it's just real good um, I I have Windows XP on my Mac. I never ever have a problem with it.
1: Right. The, the the reason why I don't think this is this is far away from the help I got a Mac uh, material here is because I'm 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 gonna be out front and honest with everybody. I still use a PC about eighty five percent of the time, and that's because of the applications that I use and and everything that I process in audio. And yeah. right now, I I have in in front of me. I have a PC that cost me seven hundred and fifty dollars, and for seven hundred and fifty dollars, I've got a three gigahertz processor, two gigs of RAM, um, and a, I think like a hundred and sixty gig hard drive. And I'm running uh, two display two. I'm running dual monitors, and each of the monitors cost like one sixty nine each, uh, flat panels. And I am just flying along, and all this software that I use. It is basically, you know, back and forth. And so, you know, I, I feel like I need to have the, the Windows XP. Now, I, I went out and purchased another system that had Vista on it, which it, Vista is the reason. Vista is the reason I bought a Mac. I was <laughs> I was on the fence for a long time. I was on the fence about buying a Mac even before Vista was announced. But when Vista came out and I actually physically used Vista for my very first time, it was then that I decided... I must own a Mac. I cannot go if this is the future of Windows. I don't even want to be a part of it. (laughs) So Vista is exactly why I purchased the Macintosh computer. Now I moved over to the Mac, and I had some. I had a little reservation at first. It took me a while to get used to it. Now I'm extremely used to it. I I know how to use my Mac computer, but there are still those programs that I'm. You know, it's it's kind of like I still have a, a an imaging program that's 13 years old that I'm still using. Okay. So if that tells you how, yeah. I mean, if something works, stick with it is the, is my philosophy.
0: Sure. Yeah. And you know, we, we've both said for, for quite a while that, you know, the Mac may not be a good fit for somebody, you know? Um, I, I, I would like to believe that it's a, it's a good fit for, for most people. Yeah. Um, especially most families and stuff like that. Um, because a lot of the educational software works on both systems and stuff. So right. you're going to have kids clicking all over the place um I still think for the family and things like that the Mac is is a no-brainer but you know there are people who who need that that certain piece of Windows software and and you know they don't want to mess with running Windows on top of a Mac or anything like that you know and well you yeah. know more power so
1: And and the thing is is of course I did install I mean one of the very first things I when I got my Mac um Actually not one of the very first things, but about a month after I had my Mac, I finally went out and downloaded Parallels. I purchased a copy of Windows or Windows XP, installed it, and I ran it in Parallels. And I'll be honest with you, the I you know, I got the I got the basic MacBook. It's mm-hmm. uh, just a little over two gigahertz processor speed. I got two gigs of RAM. But I'll tell you, running Parallels, it, it still is. I I don't I don't think I get the full effect of Windows XP. And I've considered mo- moving back and and getting rid of the Parallels version and then running it in, in Boot Camp instead and see yeah. how it works as a pure PC machine. And that's still something that I want to do as soon as I upgrade to Leopard. I think that's what I'm going to do: is blow away everything I have and restart from scratch with Leopard.
0: And, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean. It it's fast, but you know, the the pain is you know, and it doesn't take long, but you know, to go into Windows you have to close everything out on your Mac and reboot.
1: Well, from what I understand is I, I heard that if I go ahead and do boot camp, I can still I can still uh use parallels to get into that virtual
0: You can. Uh, my uh my experience is it's a little wonky.
1: Okay. So. Well well anyway one of the other things i want to say and, and just share is that on my macbook I, I i don't know if you know this i think you do know this last monday i we were without the internet here in our house that somebody had uh, accidentally pulled out one of our phone lines out of one of the junction box down the road <laughs> And it took them three days before they could come out and fix our phone line. So I ordered a I ordered cable modem the next day, and that's all been fixed. However, here's the issue. I was an entire day here in the house with no internet connection, which yeah. means my PC had no internet connection. Now, because my MacBook has got a wireless card in it, I immediately picked up one, one of the 15 other wireless connections in my neighborhood and began right. to surf profusely on my neighbor's uh, internet. Now, the thing is is that I was able to continue to do work using my MacBook, however, yeah. I found myself even though I could technically do everything I wanted to on my MacBook, I still felt so crippled there were two there are three things that I think had to do with it number one, dual monitor setup, yeah. which was easy to fix. I went ahead and i i i brought in the h d m i cable off of my monitor and i brought that over to my macbook and and plugged it into the output so put it hooking it up dual monitor no problem at all here's the scenario and and this is where i think if if i were to remake my purchase decision of a mac i think i would have gone with an imac instead
0: yeah, yeah. i agree i i there are times where i i regret having a macbook and i wish i had an imac Yeah. Because I I would much rather have the big full bright display
1: and a keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is, but it's I mean I I love the portability of my MacBook, and when yeah. I'm out on the road, I I I love that I have it. But for me, and and this would be this true of any any laptop I have, PC or Mac. The fact is is that I feel limited for using it for productivity purposes. With as much as I do on the computer between two monitors, I would much rather have two big monitors side by side with a keyboard and mouse in front of me rather than a laptop computer and a big monitor and a keyboard and mouse. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense, absolutely.
1: So if you, here, here's my suggestion to f- folks that are listening. If you're on the fence and you're thinking about buying that Mac and you don't know if you should get a MacBook or a MacBook Pro or a, an iMac, if you need portability, if you have to have that system with you when you're out on the road or at a client's place or something like that or you need to take it to the coffee shop, by all means, go ahead and get the MacBook or the MacBook Pro. However, I will tell you, hands down, I would much rather do without the portability and have the iMac in my own personal situation. Yeah. So, with that being said, that's what I would have much rather have done. Sounds good. So, anyway, what else did we have on tap for tonight? Anything?
0: Well, we've got two user questions here. Okay. And, uh, you know, my, uh, there we go. I was looking for my document here. <clears throat> the first one was from Alaska, Brad, which is a, uh, an audio question, but I don't know if you've got it or not. I'll pull it up right now.
2: Hi, Cliff. Hi, Chris. It's Brad from Alaska calling in. Sorry about the ambient noise. I'm in the boiler room right now with my MacBook, actually. Uh, quick question for you, and I don't know if you guys have uh, run across this problem or have...
1: Wait a second. I have to pull his that. <laughs> Brad has to sneak off and, and be alone in the boiler room with his MacBook. Now, we might have a problem with this. Yeah, Looking I don't know. What it is. <laughs> I think there's some support groups for this, isn't there, Chris? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brad. Let's go on with your question.
2: I haven't even addressed this issue. I'm having a problem in iTunes uh, with my iPod version saying you know, there's a new software update uh, 1.3, but it will not contact the server. So I'm at software version 1.2.3. But uh, it will not update. I went to the uh, Apple forums, and from what I'm reading there is it's just a Windows update for the iPod, the fifth generation. But uh, I, for the life of me, cannot uh, update this thing because it will not contact the server. So uh, I'm wondering if anybody else is having that issue. Thanks. Bye.
0: Well, Chris, have you heard anything mm-hmm. about this? I'm not. I'm doing a real quick uh look on the Apple downloads here. And uh there's the iPod reset utility for Windows 1. Oh, let's see, 1 oh 1.0.3. Yeah, I don't if it if it's not downloading it then I don't then it's probably just for Windows and I wouldn't even worry about it.
1: Yeah, if it that's that would be my suggestion. The other suggestion I might have, and this could be like one of those things that they just tell you to do at support or whatever. But to do, go ahead and do a full reset on your iPod, and uh, see if that does anything for you. Yeah. Which uh, to do that, I think you turn the power button over to hold and then turn it off, and you hold the oh gosh, I don't have an old generation iPod in front of me. What is that? You hold the center button and the play button at the same time
0: um to reboot i think it's menu and the center button Yeah,
1: menu that yes, menu and and center button at the same time hold it down until it restarts and then hook it up and see if it doesn't do anything for you. If it if it doesn't and your iPod's working, I wouldn't really worry about it. Yeah. That would be my suggestion, but if that doesn't satisfy you, of course you can always call Apple Care. If it's in warranty, if not, they'll charge you like what, 14.95 for the call?
0: Uh, something like that, yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, um, I would suggest, um, number one, if anybody else out there is, has had this problem ever before and you're listening to the download of this podcast, please do us a favor and call us in and let us know with uh, the answer of what you came up with to, to solve your problem. Or yeah. if you know of any other place where the discussion's happening online, give us a call. Let us know. Send us an email over at feedback at gspn.tv, and we would love to uh, hear from you. All right. What's the other question we had?
0: The other question is here. You I'm minimizing my windows and I don't have dual monitors like some cool people. <laughs> this is from uh, Kayla in Washington. It says, uh, so here's another pretty basic question about repairing permissions. When you open Disk Utility in the far left pl- left pane, it lists your hard drive and any volumes or partitions of that drive. <coughs> I've not partitioned my drive, so the pane looks like this. Their hard disk is listed at the top of 7.5 gigabytes Toshiba with my volume listed below, Macintosh hard drive. My question is: Does it matter which of these I select when I repair my permissions? I tend to select my Macintosh hard drive, but wonder if I should select the top level Toshiba hard drive instead. Also, would you change? Would your answer change if I did have several partitions listed here? I've always wondered that.
1: Okay, so first of all, before we answer the question, what is this mm-hmm. disk partitions or permissions things? Then repairing them. <laughs> what's each, that all about?
0: Each file um, has a permission on how, um, you know, if you can read it, write it, if you have access to it and things like that. And what it is, um, excuse me, I had to cough again. Uh, it's a troubleshoot troubleshooting activity. Uh, that's what the, that, uh, Mac OS 10 uses. And what it does is it, it checks the permissions of, of a set of files or in folders on your hard drive, um, against a list of corrected, uh, of correct permissions, Uh, unix file systems keep like a receipt of all the of all the proper file permissions so when you run uh repair permissions it checks that receipt and makes sure that all the files match if they don't it'll fix them and the reason that's important is that some programs if they're flipped or files flipped where it's read and write and it's supposed to be just read or just write the the program could bomb out could lock up could crash so that's why you want to run that every once in a while. You know, you don't. It's not anything you have to run once a week or anything. I run mine like once a month.
1: Okay, I run mine whenever my system's crashing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't very often on the Mac. I will. No, it's it, it's good to
0: do it. You know, kind of as a preventative maintenance thing.
1: Well, let's talk about how would one repair the the permissions? Do you open sure. up, double click on the hard drive, and click on something else?
0: You go into your applications folder where all your applications are.
1: All right. So I'm doing that now. I've opened – I've double-clicked on my hard drive icon. I've clicked on the applications tab here, and now I
0: see utilities. Right. You go down to utilities folder and double-click on that.
1: Okay. And now I see a bunch of utilities. One of them is called disk utility. I see it now. So I'm double-clicking disk utility. It pulls up a new window, and it says select a disk, volume, or image. Right. And I see exactly what she's talking about. I see that there is there is one one dot three gig something drive, and then underneath there is Macintosh HD.
0: Right now, and, the difference she is if if you had multiple permissions, this would change my answer. But uh, you mean partitions? For, yes, I'm sorry for partitions. So partitions are you take a hard drive and you can actually cut it up into pieces, and each piece can be its own little separate. You know, installation of your of your operating system, right? And normally, most users is aren't, aren't most users, users users most users aren't going to do that. Um, the only time it commonly happens for most people is when you run boot camp on your computer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It'll take your hard drive and split off a partition for Windows. Gotcha. And you can't even repair permissions on a Windows machine because it's, you know, it's Windows. Exactly. Okay. Um, if you if you had multiple hard drives, like let's say you had you uh, hooked a FireWire hard drive into your computer mm-hmm. that had like an operating system and so on, you can repair the permissions from that. But it doesn't matter what they click on as far as Macintosh hard drive or the actual hard drive name itself.
1: Yep. So they could. Either, it doesn't matter which one, as long as it's highlighted, either one of those, and you hit repair disk permissions, it will do it. Correct. Exactly. exactly. Okay, so folks out there if you have a brand new Mac and you've had it for a, maybe a couple of weeks or even a couple of months and you've never ran disk uh, uh your repair disk permissions, something you want to do probably about once a month, once every other month from what I'm hearing from a lot of Mac people including our uh former Mac genius Chris Biting here, my co-host. So what you do again, you double click on the H, the Macintosh um icon you click on your applications folder uh, double click on utilities and that'll bring up disk utility double click on that it'll open it up on the left-hand side you'll see a pane and you can choose macintosh hd or just above it it'll have the actual name of your hard drive click on either one of those so that it's highlighted and you simply click repair disk permissions mm-hmm. and uh you know if you ever fi- what I and I don't ever do this kind of uh scheduled maintenance. I I just never get around to it. Never remember to do it. I've got too many other things going on. However, I will tell you that there have been times where it's been months since I've done that and I would have some some kind of program that's going super flaky on me. It's crashing every time I launch launch it or something. And I can go in there, run that disc permissions uh utility and it's it's just running perfectly after that. So it is something that I think you should do. Some, something i should practice what i preach but uh if if you want your mic to continue to run nice and uh smoothly just go ahead and do that bit, about once a month yep all righty same 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 is true with your uh air filter and your heating and cooling system at home <laughs> <laughs> you should replace that once a month as well exactly all right so um let me share with you an email conversation that happened uh chris recently and i'm gonna okay. pull, that, pull that up here and this came from uh, Fed- Frederick. He says, I'm trying to learn more about Facebook, but I can't seem to play your M- M4V files. Now, uh, just so you know, I did a tutorial called uh, F- Facebook 101, which is a video tutorial series that I did as a podcast. with okay. Some screen captures, and I released it just as your standard iTunes M- M4V file, which is uh, – it's a specialized version of, I guess – QuickTime or whatever, but it's only playable in iTunes or QuickTime, whatever. Anyway, someone suggested renaming the file to, uh, basically he couldn't get it to play at all. He said somebody suggested that he just rename it to MP4 and that worked for audio portion, but only getting a green screen uh, to come up for the video. Now okay. I will tell you, folks. If you have if you have QuickTimes QuickTime installed on your computer and you do not have iTunes, you can take an M4V file and rename it to MP4 on the PC side of things, and it should play in QuickTime no problem at all. And uh, let's see here. Anyway, he was still having a problem. He said he saw that something, he said he saw something that needed permission to play video of this type. How do I get this? He's a little computer challenged, but trying to learn. And so, anyway, he was, uh, Frederick was having some issues. And I told him, you know, if you, I didn't know at the time that he had QuickTime. So I told him to download QuickTime and give that a shot. He wrote back, and he says, I have QuickTime with the latest updates. Uh, that's why I was so confused why it wouldn't play. All, all I get is a green screen on QuickTime with the audio. Yeah. And so I wrote back and said, perhaps if you try iTunes, let's see if that works. And he said, I could go ahead and install iTunes and see if it works. I don't think I would have to pay anything. And just so you guys know, it I wrote back and says, you know, iTunes is completely free. You don't have to worry about anything unless you go to the iTunes store and start purchasing things. Uh, however, and so he... Uh wrote back, he says, it plays in the iTunes now, but I'm still getting a green screen for the video. Is there something? So basically, the M4V version now works in iTunes, but he's still getting the green for the video. Is there a Facebook, you know, is there some kind of problem? And so finally, he wrote back, and this is what he said. Aha, I got onto the forums for QuickTimes slash iTunes and found a few people who were having the same problem as me. They said to do this. Now, here's what they did to fix this. If you happen to have any problems with this, he says, go to the control panel, uh, go to QuickTime, go to advanced. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, go to control panel, go to QuickTime, click on the advanced tab. And then you want to uncheck the direct X box and check the safe mode option above it. If I'm playing something more advanced with DirectX, DirectX capabilities, then I just go back and change that setting again. Worked like a charm. Thought I'd let you know. Cool. So if you have QuickTimes, go to the control panel, and, uh, or go to your control panel. Go to QuickTime, click on the Advanced tab, and then turn off your DirectX and run it in safe mode. And you'll be fine if you are unable to play videos that are marked M4V. That's cool. It is cool. I was glad to hear that I, you know, that it wasn't a problem on our end and and now if anybody comes up and says, you know, hey, I can't play one of your files, I like, get this green screen. I know exactly what to tell them.
0: Yep. Very, very cool. Anything else, Chris? No, man. I think that's it. All right. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Oh. I do have a, a tip and a software recommendation today. Oh, okay. Well, let's do the new Mac user tip. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. I just found this one out uh, today. If you use um, the uh, dashboard. Dashboard? Do you yeah. use the dashboard? Um, I do. I do, actually. I use the calendar on dashboard, and I use the weather. Okay. But so- uh, let's say you go into dashboard, and you want to hurry up and close one of these widgets. Normally, what you would have to do is you'd have to click on a the little, there's like a little, it looks like a Phillips head screw in the corner. Mm-hmm. You click on it, and it ratchets up, and then you get your little Xs on all your widgets, right? Well, instead of doing that, if you just hold the option key over a widget, the little x pops up for you. Ah. And you can close it right from within there. Nifty.
1: Yeah. So, um that that's a cool little tip. Now, um the question is 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 these widgets, what button do you hit to get your widgets to pull up, your dashboard to pull up? F12. So, if I hit F12, Ah, so I just don't have any widgets installed right now. That's why I'm – but I do see the plus sign at the uh, bottom left-hand corner.
0: Yeah, I use the calculator and, like I said, the uh, weather and the the date. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so uh, that's a very cool tip. Now, you have a software uh, recommendation?
0: I do. This is kind of cool. Um this is something, it, it's a little more advanced, but I think some people won't mind doing it, and, it, and you're not going to hurt anything running this. Um, as a lot of people know, and for those of you who don't, um, Safari, which is Apple's web browser, is an open source project. Um, the The code that they, that they make changes, they give back to the community, because the web browser is actually based off another browser called Conqueror. Okay. And The whole thing is powered by something called WebKit. Okay. And WebKit is open source. And if you go to webkit.org, that's Mm W-E-B-K-I-T.org, it's the open source web browser engine that you can download. Basically what it is, it's Safari before Apple releases Safari. Does that make sense?
1: Safari before Apple releases Safari.
0: Yeah, like if there's an update to Safari... It's gonna be in WebKit way before. So you would kind of think of this as like a beta for Safari.
1: Oh, okay. I gotcha.
0: So okay. I I run it, um, and what's cool is they make a new build of the of the uh web every night. So if you want the newest, newest, newest thing, you can download last night's version. That
1: is so cool. That yeah, is- and it's web
0: web webkit W E B K I T dot org and uh it's cool because, you know, they, they do a lot of the new um, web standards in WebKit before it ever goes into Safari. So if you want to be on the, the bleeding edge, if, you, if that's your desire, then go to WebKit and download the WebKit.
1: Absolutely. So, hey, I have a question for you. Have you tried out your Evernote, uh, Evernote invitation yet?
0: You know, I have not had a chance to. I've been so busy and sick and everything, so I haven't even had a chance to look at it yet.
1: Yeah, I've been kind of busy. But I will. But I have I have been using it a little bit more since then, and I I did finally learn how to make the uh, everything you know as far as the show notes and stuff like that that you clip up and make it publicly available for people to see and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's pretty neat. A lot of people responded with requests for invitations. I am happy to announce that we were able to give everyone who uh, wrote in some invitations. If you're still in need of an Evernote invitation, I think I have about eighteen or nineteen left. So, go ahead and send an email to cliff at gspn.tv and I'll be happy to send you one. Very cool. Let's see here. I think next week uh, we'll have opportunities for more calls. If people want to call in, you can uh, call in your MAC question at area code 859 795 4067. And uh, if you have any kind of suggestion for people who feel the need to uh, sneak away into a dark corner with their MacBook Pro, uh, just give us a call with the hotline number so we can pass it on to a a good dear friend of ours that spends too much time in quiet places with his computer.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, Chris, did you have anything else before we run out of here?
0: I have nothing, my friend. All righty.
1: Well thank you very much for listening to yet another episode of Help I Got a Mac. Make sure that if you learn of anybody who has just purchased a MacBook or is thinking about one, you have to send them to helpigotamac.com. It's it's spelled just like it sounds. Help I Got a Mac. Dot com. It will forward on onto our website. We would love to have new users. By the way, if anybody's out there interested, we are looking for a sponsor for our show. And if you have not done so already and you find this show entertaining or in, educational in any way, consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member at gspn.tv slash plus. We're out of here.
0: So yeah.